The purpose of Retire with Style is to help you discover the retirement income plan that is right for you. The first step is to discover your retirement income personality. Start by going to resaprofile.com style and sign up to take the industry's first financial personality tool for retirement planning. Find out how A plus B plus D can equal C, and sometimes why. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Retire with Style. I'm Alex, and I'm here with... Wade. And uh, we'll take you through another podcast extravaganza. But before we do that, Wade, any, any stuff happening with you or with us? Yeah, well, I guess there's a lot to talk about, but we should let everyone know this was take two since you really don't know what to say after I say my name. So we had to try Thank you again. for that. Thank you for that, Wade. But, Thank you for yes. that. <laughs> We're recording on, on the Friday before the episode comes out. So when we say this week, it was really last week from the perspective of the listeners. We had our retirement income challenge. We do these almost every quarter or maybe it's three times a year. And with the Retirement Income Challenge this week, it's an opportunity for listeners, primarily people thinking about their own retirement planning, to go through the process of taking their retirement income style awareness, if they haven't done so already, uh, using our funded ratio tool to look at whether their retirements are on a sustainable trajectory, and then also just asking questions and and learning more. And also, you talked about the softer side of the the non-financial aspects to consider for retirement. And and so it's a really engaging week. We had about 250 participants this week. So it's always fun to do that and to interact with the community. And and now uh, a lot of people who attend those uh, retirement income challenges are uh, listeners of the podcast. So it's it's great to meet people that way. No. And uh, obviously we're kind of doing the, hey, guess what we just did? So you can't. So we'll, we'll <laughs> definitely, we, we do about four of these uh, a, a year and, you know, like once a quarter. And no, it's great. It, it's think of it like as a juice challenge, right? And we take we take uh, our listeners through a four day journey. Where day one we go over the RISA, day two we talk about the interpretations, and we introduce the funded ratio concept. Day uh, they homework is you do the actual funded ratio. Day three the interpretations of it, and day four the softer side of planning. So it really is an actionable four day guide in which we take people soup to nuts into a retirement plan. And this is something we provide for free. I mean, it's it's sort of uh, Wade and I and Bob, who's a, Bob really is the MC at this point. He's a key member, and uh, we we enjoy it. It's a way to kind of interact with the community, and in in a funny sort of way. I mean, you know, you you, you look at the year. I mean, we do roughly a thousand financial plans during the course of, of of the year in like four weeks worth of time. So it's it's kind of a great a great way to really get get work done and get people started because you know ultimately retire with style is a retirement income podcast but we want to make sure that people move forward so what we'll do is we'll we'll put a link on the bottom of of, of, in the show notes just if you want to sign up for the next one we don't know when it is it's probably gonna be sometime in the first quarter sign up and we'll keep you on the list and we'll keep you posted when when we have a date and all of that so you can formally sign up and, and get going but that's it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, I, I would say, Wayne, mm-hmm. you've probably learned 
obviously, I, we, we hope people get something out of it, but we get a lot out of it simply because it, it's, it's our way to kind of put our finger on the pulse with regards to what we're writing and what is actually being asked of us. Wouldn't you say, Wade? Yeah, and seeing how people are understanding or interpreting different things and looking for opportunities to uh, better explain uh, situations or maybe even make improvements to the way we describe different considerations. And if anyone's been listening to the podcast and didn't know about the Retirement Income Challenge, yeah, just make sure you get added to our weekly email list that comes every Saturday morning. And if you're getting those weekly emails, the next challenge will not pass you by where you won't have to say, hey, I wish I knew about that a week ago. You'll definitely know about the next one if you uh, were not getting those beforehand. Wait. Wait, that was a great inter. Have you done act? Have you acted before? That was a yeah, wonderful sort more of, of a salesperson hey, uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, working uh, on those sales skills. <laughs> yeah, you're you're sort of up. You hit your upper register really nicely on so that one. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, what are we talking about today, man? What, 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 yeah, what do we got yeah, on tap? So this is, uh, it's going to be a one-off episode because we are in the Medicare open enrollment period every year between October 15th and December 7th. Individuals who are already part of Medicare have an opportunity to make some changes to what they do with Medicare. And it's been in the news uh, because uh, always you see all these ads for primarily Medicare Advantage plans. And there's some concerns that those commercials are not explaining things fully enough. And so we thought it'd be important to do a one kind of, we, we can do a longer Medicare arc or health insurance arc at some point, but this is a one-off episode to just talk about what's relevant for those annual open enrollment periods with Medicare. So that, yeah, that's we, the topic for today. We figured if Broadway joke and talk about it for a few seconds, then, then so can we. Mm-hmm. Joe Namath, wait, Joe Namath. <laughs> yeah, I've seen his commercials and then is it, JJ from Good Times, or I don't know. I, I think I, so. I know I watched I, that show when I was a kid. I don't mind. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, got, yeah. he's got Medicare Advantage commercials going, too. So. Uh, all right, here's one. Here's one. Let's see. Yeah. Phil Rizzuto, what, what did he used to pitch? Baseball player? Uh, yeah, yeah, former yeah, baseball player. No, but what did, he used to, what, what did he used to promote? Do you remember by any chance? No, no. The no, money store. The money store. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Wilford Brimsley, what did he do? <laughs> oh, he had diabetes medication. <laughs> <laughs> and he always said it like diabetes. <laughs> but uh, we we digress, right? Uh, although it's a good segue, medical, medical issues. The other piece I think this is relevant, uh, I, I was telling Wade, because we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, what's the audience, right? It, you don't have to be an open enrollment. Uh, I was thinking about this with regards to my parents, frankly. So uh, I think there's something in it for everyone. At the very least, making sense of the alphabet soup of uh, the Medicare designations makes makes a lot of, you know, I, I think it's valuable on, on a few levels. So take it away, Wade. Well, right. And, and so before we started, Alex was saying we should at least say what all the different parts of Medicare are. And I said, well, we don't want to go down that whole, we could spend the whole episode just describing that. But there is an alphabet soup of Medicare that's important to have some basic familiarity with. You have original Medicare is part A, which is really the hospital insurance, and then part B, which is medical insurance. And most everyone is going to be a part of that. Most people will become eligible at age 65. There are some circumstances where you could become eligible sooner. But typically, on the first day of the month of your 65th birthday, you could start with Medicare, part A and part B. Then there's part D for prescription drug coverage. 
And if you're in original Medicare, you could also choose a supplement to help lower some of the out-of-pocket costs. And then there's this whole alternative as well that's done through private insurance of Medicare Advantage, which is sometimes called Part C. With Medicare Advantage, uh, you still pay the most people don't have to pay a Part A premium, so we can say that one's zero. But uh, you still pay your Part B premium. You may not have to pay anything extra. There are now some Medicare Advantage plans that might even refund part of your Part B premium. Uh, but then it does it's structured differently. It's more like a traditional user, commonly an HMO or a PPO, versus original Medicare, which is really comprehensive that any medical professional in the U.S. that accepts Medicare uh, would be part of original Medicare in a way that you might find them to be out of network with a particular Medicare Advantage plan. So the, and just to, I'll, I'll say it real quick, like if I was taking an exam, the way I, I kind of set this up as my mnemonic is part <laughs> B, think of it as basic insurance. You know, A is hospital, but I can't think of anything clever to, <laughs> to start with A, uh, break your arm, you know, that, that kind of thing. But part B, basic insurance and part uh, D, I think drugs. You know, prescription you benefits. So drugs kind of uh, do the trick for, for me in terms of figuring this out. It's one of those things. And Part C and the the, the private kind of Medicare goes go hand in hand. Yeah, and we don't want to dwell too much on everything that goes into first enrolling in Medicare because we really do want to focus on what's on everyone's minds in terms of the open enrollment period and the decisions that people can make during this annual open enrollment sure. period. And then the last one, because we're, we're going to say these maybe in our, in our, we're going to interchange these without even knowing. Medicare supplement, you may hear it as Medigap as well. It's <laughs> another name for it. And that is only available through original Medicare. And that is something we need to talk about for anyone who's considering Medicare Advantage. Uh, there are some potential kind of side effects of doing that if you wanted to later return to original Medicare and include a Medicare supplement as part of that. But that's okay. getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. We'll get to that a bit later in the episode. All right. So the annual open enrollment, uh, want to do a little options review of that because it can be overwhelming, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And because Medicare can be overwhelming, a lot of people do end up treating it as a one-time decision and basically just ignore the uh, <laughs> the fact that they could change some of their uh, decisions each year. And in terms of what it is that you can do during the annual open enrollment period, you can switch back and forth between original Medicare and Medicare Advantage. If you're in Medicare Advantage, you could choose a different Medicare Advantage plan as well as return to original Medicare now, there is that caveat we need to discuss later about the Medicare supplements or Medigap. And then also, what's going to probably most important is your prescription drug coverage, whether you're choosing a Part D plan or whether you're getting prescription drug coverage through Medicare Advantage. You can make that annual revisiting of those decisions and choose a different Part D plan or choose a different Medicare Advantage plan because it has better prescription drug coverage for you that sort of thing. And that's that's what you're looking at each year. If you do go with original Medicare with a relatively comprehensive supplement, that's a pretty popular strategy in practice, then really the only thing you're going to be looking at is, do I want to pick a different Part D plan? If you do go with a Medicare Advantage, you have that full option of switching to a different Medicare Advantage plan. Or again, because perhaps 
the coverage for the hospital, well, the uh, medical insurance or the uh, prescription drug piece, because you want something that will give you a better financial outcome. Wait, where where are we right now in the open enrollment period? When will we? Well, we started seeing those commercials close to October fifteenth when it started. <laughs> and when do you end. think we'll we'll stop seeing uh, Broadway Joe doing these commercials? Well, December seventh is the end, and then if you any changes you make during this annual open enrollment period through December seventh, your new coverage will begin January first. And, and there's really no need for the commercials after December 7th. Although, and this is getting more into the weeds, but if you, with Medicare Advantage, there's from March 1st to March 31st, an opportunity to change your Medicare Advantage plan again. So there may be some commercials hanging on, but uh, we're not really going to get into that in today's episode. Right. Is there a difference between open enrollment for new folks and just people deciding to change their coverage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Your initial enrollment period is quite different from... I I counted up at one point like 11 different enrollment periods with Medicare. So it's really complicated. And we're not talking about 10 of those 11 today. We're only talking about this annual open enrollment period for individuals who are already enrolled in Medicare. We're not talking about the initial enrollment today. And that makes sense because imagine if you're going to initially enroll and, you know, you need it January, you, you know, you're not going to wait. So there's many more. But this is specifically if you're in the open enrollment already, you're already enrolled in Medicare already, yeah, and, you're, already and you're going through that period. Using Medicare. <laughs> All right. And then you said there was a gap. December 7th, it stops, but you don't get the You don't if you change, make some changes, they go in effect. Well, they'll go into effect January 1st. You keep your existing coverage for the rest okay. of the calendar year. And there's and a then... piece of this and there's a caveat to one of these that we're going to hit up later. Well, the, in terms yeah, of just making sure that you have the appropriate yeah. coverage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that covers that one, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so as you start to head into this decision, in late September, early October, your existing Advantage plan or Part D plan, if you have either of those, should be sending you some documentation. The uh, annual notice of change and the evidence of coverage that talks about just... The, the formulary of prescription drugs and how they're classified between different tiers and so forth. Any sort of changes, any sort of changes in coverage of like what kind of medical professionals or what geographic region and so forth. And so you can review that information. And then Medicare actually has a really good online tool. It's called the Plan Finder. And that's, you can use that tool. It's at medicare.gov slash plan dash compare. And it gives you the opportunity to pretty effectively compare different Part D plans, different Medicare Advantage plans, with or without the prescription drug coverage, and also just the uh, the premiums on uh, the supplements as well, although that's less relevant for the open enrollment period. Okay. Then wait, two questions here. And one is a quick one. I'll, I'll just answer just... And this is more the the alphabet soup. So when folks refer to Medicare plan A and B, sometimes it's also called like the original Medicare Mm-hmm. It's kind of grouped like that. When people say original Medicare, they they, they really mean plan A and B. But that that that's you know part check part the box A&B. on that one. Yeah, yeah, check the box on that <laughs> one. What you said, it's people don't realize that they can change once they start. And I'd I'd love to get your take on what are some reasons why. Like if you're listening to this, you're already enrolled in it, and they see Joe Namath, and they just change the channel because you know whatever they they want to just 
catch something else. Why may they want to maybe pay a little bit more attention to it if they've already been enrolled? What are some like use cases, if you will? Well, well, yeah, the, the big thing is going to be the prescription drug coverage. And it's helpful if you just keep a list of the prescriptions that you use so that as best as you can, you, you try to predict what prescriptions will you need in the following calendar year. And then with that, you can go in annually. And this, with a couple hours of effort, you may be able to save thousands of dollars in the following year on the kind of out-of-pocket prescription costs that you'll face by going to that plan compare tool with Medicare.gov, entering in the prescriptions you use, uh, entering in, you have the opportunity to select pharmacies in your zip code. Uh, usually they'll let you pick five at a time. It's a good idea to also pick the mail order option to make sure you're finding pharmacies that are going to be in network for the different Part D plans to get preferred pricing. And then to the extent that you can enter in your list of prescriptions, they'll show you the total annual cost, including premiums with deductibles factored in, and then the out-of-pocket costs to pay for those prescriptions. Now, the reality is you may not know exactly what prescriptions you'll need the following year, but if you could assume that you're predicting correctly <laughs> what prescriptions you'll need, it will rank the plans from the, with total costs. You do want to choose the total costs option, not just look at what has the lowest premium or not just look at what has the lowest deductible but which uh, filter for the lowest costs. And you'll see the plans listed from cheapest to most expensive. And I, I think that's important, Wade, simply because in much the same way that, that you did your like safe withdrawal calculation in which you developed a universal kind of way to review the, the best sustainable withdrawal rates, the plan finder you know, kind of takes your use case by using the medications that you have to kind of find the best plans. And you don't need to know what's going to be the best plan five years from now because it's, it's a yearly kind of option that mm -hmm. you're given. So, you know, as long as you think for the most part within the next year, your medications will, will remain steady. It's a, it's a good way of doing it. Wait. Yeah. And also because the, uh, the coverage changes within a given plan. So maybe you did this the first year you enrolled in Medicare and picked the, the cheapest plan that year. And then with inertia, you keep sticking with the same plan, though it might've been the best plan in year one. It could be the 15th most expensive or the least. <laughs> I mean, it could be much more expensive. There could be a lot of plans that are less expensive in subsequent years. And that's where putting a couple of hours of effort into this uh, can can really change by thousands of dollars, potentially, how much you'll be paying for prescription drugs in the following year. So, so wait, I just want to give a, a sense of things. Uh, how easy is this for the average person listening in to kind of get on there? Because sometimes it's it's not only inertia, it's sort of the, that overwhelm. You know, folks have trouble enough selecting 401k options, right? Uh, so uh, what may be secondhand to you, oh, a few hours, you know, considering the implications and, and, and what's at hand, how, what, what's, a, you know, how, how burdensome is this? Obviously, I'm not saying you shouldn't, you should obviously do it because of the, the impact. But, you know, it, if somebody is even overwhelmed with this, I, I think it's important to know that there's even specialists that kind mm -hmm. of do this. This is not necessarily like calling your social security office and asking them about, you know, certain scenarios. Yeah, yeah, there's independent brokers that from the perspective of the consumer, there's no cost because they'll receive a commission through the plan that you choose. So that's like, for example, what my mother does is she gives that list of prescriptions. She has to keep track of what prescriptions she 
would likely need to use in the following year, gives those to the the person that she works with, and then she does that uh, analysis with the plan compare tool. Wait, are you going to tell me your mom just doesn't hand you the her list and says, <laughs> well, you do I, it, I son? Did. I put in my time. <laughs> no, I, I tried it too and was able to get the same answer as the broker. So I felt good about that. But <laughs> it, it is confusing, though. I kind of learned firsthand that it's not so much the list of prescriptions as it is knowing how to enter the amounts and whether you enter, like if it's... The a, amounts, what do you mean by Amounts. The, how many milligrams the, and the then doses? how many doses and, and is it per month or per year or per day? And knowing the right way to enter all that could lead to different cost estimates. And that's where I don't necessarily feel like I have any sort of expertise. And I don't know, I would hope the brokers know that sort of thing better because of their experience, but uh, <laughs> can't say for sure. <laughs> no, I'm look, even at McLean, uh, we, ha- we have financial advisors. There are, you know, credentialed CFPs, uh, RICPs, and even we use an outsource expert when it comes to this, simply because there is, it, it's its own kind of level of expertise, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the retirement income certified professional designation that I direct, when we teach financial advisors about Medicare, uh, a big part of that is you, you should know the basics, but you might want to actually outsource the uh, Medicare decisions to a professional that focuses on just that topic. So that's pretty standard within the financial advisory world of people who are helping clients with their retirements. And what do you what do you kind of see? Uh, or what, what does the data show, actually, with regards to, the you know, do most people do the original Medicare? Do most people do the Medicare Advantage? Do most people do the original Medicare with a good supplement? Let's take a moment to let the audience know that this show is sponsored by Retirement Researcher. You can learn more about Retirement Researcher at retirementresearcher.com and subscribe to our newsletter, where you'll receive weekly actionable information for your retirement planning benefit. Retirement Researcher is an online community devoted to helping you create the retirement income plan geared towards your goals. Uh, At this point, it's really been changing. So Medicare Advantage, if you even look back a couple of years, you'd probably say about a third of people choose Medicare Advantage. And this data comes from the Kaiser Family Foundation that at this point... 48% 48% was the most recent number. So basically half of people are now choosing Medicare Advantage plans and that's likely to continue to go up in the future. So that would really become the most popular at this point. And then I, I do think the second place would be original Medicare plus a supplement. Then other options are original Medicare plus some form of outside retiree health insurance that plays the role of the supplement. And then some people just go original Medicare only, which uh, can be risky because the uh, out-of-pocket costs are uncapped (laughs) with just original Medicare. Okay. So, and then you're effectively underwriting everything yourself after, you know, after the initial cost. So just walk, just trying to get a use case for folks uh, that, you know, the year starts rolling around, they get something in the mail, they're going to get documentation, which will which will identify their coverage and any changes to the coverage. How does that work, Way? Yeah, yeah, that should come in the mail. Um, and if it didn't, you can follow up with the insurer. And so that we, we talked about the um, prescription drugs already, that they have a formulary, which is the list of drugs covered by the 
prescription drug plan. But it's not just a list of, of drugs. It's also there's different tiers that will have different costs associated with them that impact how much you'll be paying out of pocket. And, and it will talk about any kind of changes in, in that sort of coverage with the, the drugs as well as their tiers. And then on the Medicare Advantage side, uh, you need that information that you need is like what medical professionals will be covered. Uh, who's going to be in network? You may have a doctor that was in network this year, but with the same Medicare Advantage plan, maybe out of network in the following year. Uh, that this geographic region covered by the plan could change. Other other factors or features could change that mean you may be best off switching to a different Medicare Advantage plan or you find that your the medical providers you like to use are, are no longer covered or no longer in-network, and that can raise the cost dramatically. Now, when we talk about this idea of in-network versus out-of-network, that's what people are familiar with that with their health insurance, generally pre-Medicare. That's something you don't have to worry at all about original Medicare. It's only an issue with the Medicare Advantage plans. Uh, with original Medicare, like 98 to 99% of medical professionals in the U.S. accept original Medicare. The exceptions are sometimes there's these concierge doctors that don't accept any type of insurance. But aside from that, you don't have to worry much about original Medicare but with uh, Medicare Advantage, you do have to have those same concerns that you have with traditional private health insurance about whether or not the uh, the medical professionals you like to use are going to be covered by the plan. And that can change on a year-by-year basis. And so that's really one of the main things you're going to want to be checking as part of that annual review process. And wait, could you transfer from original Medicare to Medicare Advantage back to original Medicare, back mm-hmm. to Medicare Advantage? Yeah, yeah. So I guess now is a good time to get into that supplement issue. And, and so the answer to your question is yes. You can go from original Medicare to Medicare Advantage. You can go from Medicare Advantage back to original Medicare. Now, the the issue or the caveat with this is with original Medicare, there's a, a series of co-payments and co-insurances that are uncapped. And you can add a Medicare supplement or Medigap plan that will help to cover those out-of-pocket costs. And Plan G is now the most comprehensive supplement available to new enrollees. It covers everything except the uh, Part B deductible that's only 200 and some dollars next year. Everything else is, you, you don't have any, for any kind of covered care, there's not going to be any out-of-pocket costs if you have that Plan G supplement. Now, you can get that no problem during your initial enrollment period when you're allowed to first enter into Medicare or during a special enrollment period. But if you're trying to uh, get a supplement outside of, like during annual, during the annual open enrollment period, now there are some differences state by state, so there's no universal way to talk about this, but you do have to be concerned. There, There could be an underwriting process and you may not be able to get the supplement you want. So that if you we're in Medicare Advantage and want to switch to original Medicare, you may not be able to get the uh, supplement so, that you're hoping so for. So if you were in the Medicare Advantage, which is the Medicare that's like PPO, HMO, that, that, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you want to, f- because you have preferred doctors or, or, or whatever, and you want to switch back to like the the original Medicare, 
you could have this issue. If you want to switch back to the original Medicare, but with some sort of Medigap coverage or, you know, it's a plan G being mm-hmm. the great one, <laughs> uh, yeah. good one, you know, whatever you want to say it, <laughs> you're going to have to be underwritten and there could be an issue there. But right. It, so you can switch back to original Medicare, but you may not get the supplement that you want. And so that's like, people may have this strategy. Well, when I'm younger and healthier, I'll use Medicare Advantage. And then as I get older and may face more health expenses, I'll switch to original Medicare with a comprehensive supplement. And the reality is it can be quite difficult to do that in practice. So it's if you're thinking you want a comprehensive supplement, you probably, in most cases, should be using that from the very beginning, not trying and to change to that later on. The reason you're saying that is because, and again, there's you know results vary if you will but effectively the medicare advantage is pretty comprehensive but if you do the a and b with a good supplement you get you have a little bit more coverage that you may not need when you're younger but as you get older you may need it but uh, the underwriting process may preclude you from doing it Mm -hmm. yeah if you have high health expenditures it kind of the um if you have low health expenditures, Medicare Advantage could be the cheapest way to go. Then as your health expenditures increase, original Medicare by itself could get quite expensive. Medicare Advantage could get expensive, but it does have out-of-pocket pack- out caps. And, and so at some point, you're going to be hitting those. So there is a cap on your expenses. But as you get those higher health expenses, original Medicare plus a comprehensive supplement could have a, a much lower total expenditure for you. So okay. if you so, have low health expenses, it'll cost more because you're paying more premiums. But as you have high health expenses, the ability to really eliminate those out-of-pocket costs helps to ensure that original Medicare plus a supplement will be less expensive than and, and Medicare just, Advantage for a high clear, health Wayne, spender. When you say more expenses, you're not necessarily talking about the monthly premiums. You're talking about well, the all of it. The premium, the, exactly. Plus I, that, out of pocket. That's a costs. recurring theme. Yeah, yeah. The, the out of pocket cost, and <laughs> largely that's because A and B they don't have caps. Hence, the out of pocket cost over time could be significant. Right. Original Medicare by itself has no out of pocket caps. Medicare Advantage does have an out of pocket cap but it would be higher than what you would face with original Medicare plus a comprehensive supplement like Plan G. Okay. And who offers Plan G? The, the private companies oh, offer the supplements? Yeah, those are, you know, that, those that are kind of thing. private. Now, with the supplements, there's not so much to, to be concerned about because it's very standardized at the state level. There's different letter options anywhere from Plan A to Plan N. Some of the letters are skipped because they're no longer available. <laughs> but uh, they're, So the they're supplements the do the whole alphabet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Earlier you said uh, plan A and plan B when you actually meant part A and part B. Because yeah, plan so A I and did. plan you're B right. are something you're absolutely different. Correct. Yeah, you're right. So part A, part B. Right. There you go. You see, even I, it's part A, part B, Medicare. The, when you start talking plan A, plan B, plan C, it's kind of a reference to the supplements. But mm-hmm. those are standardized is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess I may not have explicitly said this yet, but if you're on Medicare Advantage, you cannot use a supplement. I, I didn't. I don't think I said that explicitly before. You can only use a supplement with original Medicare. Okay, and so the game that you're playing here ultimately 
is getting a true assessment of your healthcare costs. Let's just say for the upcoming year, since you can kind of change it, although directionally you could have issues, and just seeing what your all-in costs would be, all, you know, in an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Mm-hmm. And well, it's well, it'd be hard to do that with medical visit, doctor visits, and things because that's really hard to predict. No, I'm but, talking uh, like more like prescription drugs. Scenarios. You can do that. Yeah. yeah, prescription drugs, and then just to the extent that you can guess about your overall health expenditures, thinking about which approach might lower your overall costs. But again, with the caveat that if you're more risk averse, you're probably not going to want to play the game of trying to use Medicare Advantage and then later switching to original Medicare. You probably just want to stick with original Medicare plus the, the supplement from the very start. Do you know of any numbers saying uh, which direction you see most frequently? I would imagine based on what you said, you see it more not from uh, the Medigap, not not from the Medicare, the private version back to Medicare Part A and B. You see it more the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And so it's the, the Medicare Advantage are what all the commercials are about. And they promote some other aspects, which might sound great, but when you really dig in, may not be as valuable as it seems. And that's things like... What are some of those? Well... Things like dental coverage or eye exams for like new glasses, um, that sort of thing is not covered with original Medicare. And some Medicare Advantage plans will offer those additional benefits. Now, whether those are worth a whole lot really varies and may not always be, it may not be worth paying extra for like dental care, vision care, fitness plans, nutrition services, transportation of doctor visits, in-home support home modifications. Those are all things that <laughs> Medicare Advantage might cover that original Medicare doesn't. And they're going to throw you a little, little bit so. of a curveball. Wait, what happens if you've like myself and you're doing right now, if you started saving money in an HSA? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Could then you use you can... the HSA for that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Any eligible medical expense, you can then have a tax-free distribution to pay for it from your HSA. Yeah, so just I'm just you know you can kind of start creating a buffer, if you will, mm-hmm. to help make these and, decisions and a little easier. Those supplemental benefits may not be worth a whole lot. It may just be like a a dental exam, which maybe you could pay out of pocket. I mean, I don't know, like 150 dollars or something, which of course is not nothing, but it's you're not necessarily going to want to make your overall health decision based on trying to save 150 dollars on a, a dental checkup. Wait, That's have you ever the, had an emergency root canal? Well, that so that would – I don't want to get into the specifics on that. But <laughs> no, at some no, point, no. you're moving away from what these supplemental dental care provisions might address and, and potentially what Part A. But uh, I'm not sure if Part A would cover a root canal or not. <laughs> I don't think okay. Medicare Advantage would necessarily give you that extra No, I'm just making a joke out of like a routine you know, $100 uh, dental visit. Well, the other thing to really note, too, about how these Medicare Advantage plans get marketed, aside from these supplemental benefits, is whether or not they have an additional premium. So if you use Medicare Advantage, you still have to pay your Part B premiums. You can't avoid that. And also, if you are hit by those surcharges because your income is too high, you still have to pay those with Medicare Advantage. Now, at this point, the majority of Medicare Advantage plans... In exactly speaking, uh, 69% 
do not charge any further premium. Uh, the other 31% do have an extra premium. And for those 31% of plans that do have an extra premium, it's $58 a month on average in 2022. But 69% of the plans don't have any extra premium. And then now with these commercials right now, some of them are talking about actually putting more money into your social security check, I believe is the way they frame it. And that's because they're rebating a portion of your Part B premiums that are deducted from social security checks. But do you get the sense those are just like teasers? Yeah, but that that's the idea that it's it's a teaser and it's not it's talking about these small benefits that could be more than offset by um some of the like some of the things that are not so great. So with Medicare Advantage, we've talked about this, but to just emphasize it all in one place, you have to use in-network doctors. You're most likely going to need to have a referral to meet any specialist where, again, original Medicare, this is not an issue. There is no concept of in-network or out-of-network. You don't need referrals. Uh, if you don't spend much on, on health care, Medicare Advantage could be cheaper. But uh, if, as you start to have to spend more, that's where you may get into trouble. You can't use a Medicare supplement uh, and, and just... It's really at the end of the day, you might face greater out-of-pocket costs depending on your circumstances and situation with Medicare Advantage. And that's what I think part of the, most of the um, attention where they're saying, hey, these commercials are misleading. They're talking about these small benefits without necessarily talking about the uh, potential costs that Medicare Advantage plans have relative to original Medicare. Wait, what happens if you're retired and you're a snowbird and so you live... I don't know, Colorado in the summer and Florida in the in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any anyone who's a snowbird like that, uh, that's going to generally be a strong reason to consider original Medicare. With Medicare Advantage, there are exceptions, but generally Medicare Advantage plans only cover a specific geographic region. So you might find a Medicare Advantage plan that's great where you live part of the year, but is almost entirely useless where you live the other part of the year. And you just don't have that problem with original Medicare. So snowbirds are, are generally going to be incentivized to really look at original Medicare as an option. International travelers, or let's say you travel a lot internationally mm-hmm. uh, and there's an emergency, emergency yeah, visits right, and stuff like right. that. So Medicare Advantage is not going to be helpful at all. And it's not that original Medicare plus a supplement would be great for international travel, but most of the, the supplements do offer a limited amount of emergency um, reimbursement for, for emergency needs when traveling internationally. Uh, I, that's a small, it's like a small know, just thinking. Uh, benefit for original Medicare with a supplement, but not. it's another thing where you're probably not going to be making your decisions based just on that factor. And how do your premiums change? Do you get notified? How do you get notified? Oh, oh that, yeah, that would be another matter that's addressed in those the documentation you receive in late September, early October. It's going to also say how the premiums with your existing plan would change in the following year. Are you getting close to or are you in retirement? Well, investing during retirement is a little bit different than during your working years. Your investments are there to help you pay for retirement. And now is when they need to earn their keep. To make sure you're on the right track, download Retirement Researcher's 8 Tips to Becoming a Retirement Income Investor 
by heading over to retirementresearcher.com slash eight tips. Again, get Retirement Researcher's eight tips becoming a retirement income investor by going to retirementresearcher.com slash eight tips. That's the number eight tips. Okay. And so with regards to medical supplements, what would you say, you know, the medical, the Medicare supplements, what would you say are the, the risk of waiting? Well, it's that underwriting issue that if, is that and, it? and this does vary a bit by state. Yeah. And that's primarily it. Um, if you sign up when you're first eligible, it's not, there's no underwriting. You can get the supplement you want. If you wait and you do have some sort of health issue at that time, you may not be able to get the supplement you want depending on the state that you live in. And if you don't have any other special trigger that creates a, a special enrollment period for you. Okay. Which, so, which you may not have. So, <laughs> from, Yeah, no. With traveling, we, we or living in two, two areas during the year, kind of seems the, the part A and B with a supplement makes a lot of sense. When would the Medicare Advantage sort of seem to make sense or what are some benefits from it? And I know we've met, we've peppered them throughout, but just to have them in one sort of statement. Yeah, yeah. So like for people who might find Medicare Advantage to be more useful, uh, if they do tend to spend less on healthcare services, the um, the cost could be less than with original Medicare plus a supplement. Um, if they if all the medical professionals that they like to use are their preferred healthcare providers are all in network, then there's no real issue there. They can go ahead and consider the Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, if they do find that those additional services that like dental and vision and hearing and so forth are useful, uh, useful benefits, then that would be another reason to maybe lean towards Medicare Advantage. And also there are some Medicare Advantage plans that are specifically designed for special needs. So for individuals who have certain chronic conditions, there may be a Medicare Advantage plan that's tailored particularly well to helping with that situation. And then the only other aspect of it is with Medicare Advantage, there's one card and you don't have to keep track of your part A and part B and part D and supplements. You just have the one. <laughs> I've got my Medicare Advantage plan with prescription drug coverage. I'm good to go. Whereas you would have to keep track of more, more aspects. Well, part A and part B go together, but then picking a part D plan as well as a supplement. And then the, would Medicare. you say the difference between the Medicare Advantage you know, within the Medicare Advantage, you effectively have the decision to choose an HMO kind of offering or a PPO offering. Are those differences the same that non-Medicare folks would experience right now working with an HMO or PPO? Are there, or is there a little sort of caveat because it's a Medicare plan? No, no, that's pretty similar. The Medicare Advantage plans are through private insurers instead of through the government. And, and so really they operate. So anyone who's using like an HMO or PPO plan now, They'll find it pretty familiar what, what's going on when they look at the uh, Medicare Advantage plans. Okay. So just thinking out loud here, differences for Medicare Advantage. You see this need though, uh, you know, uh, so in-network doctors, it, it does that, we were talking about the prescriptions changing. How often do you think the Medicare, the, the doctors change that are in the plan or out of plan from one year to the next? I would think well, that would be a consideration. No, it too. Can, yeah, it can definitely happen. I don't know like the uh, statistics on it, but it is definitely a consideration. And if you have a, a doctor that you're really like 
to use. Uh, maybe you can also ask for any intel on whether they're thinking they may leave a particular Medicare Advantage plan. But uh, yeah, that's something you you certainly want to just monitor. And if you have the opportunity to switch plans to make sure you stay with the providers you prefer, and that's a great opportunity during the open enrollment period. So for people who might, we, we talked about why you might consider Medicare Advantage in terms of why you might consider original Medicare. Well, if you are moving around the country quite a bit or have two different homes, again, that we've talked about that's an advantage of original Medicare. The concept of in-network doesn't exist there. All of any provider you want to use. Uh, you could also tend to see specialists and things without getting referrals. If you tend to use more health services generally, uh, that's usually something that original Medicare might be a better option for you. Uh, if you like to not be restricted with in-network or with a limited service area, if you do want to use a comprehensive supplement to really cap your out-of-pocket costs at a lower level, that's the, an advantage of original Medicare. And, and, and we mentioned also that international emergency care, but that's a pretty minor detail that's available with the supplements for original Medicare. So, so wait, in, in terms of just, tr- this is a lot of information, right? So in terms of trying to summarize some of this in a, in a manner that, okay, I'm listening to the podcast. Obviously, this isn't going to be the podcast where you're going to know what decision you need to make, but it's the one that can point you into directions that you can look further. There's part A and B. There's part A and B with a supplement. There's the Medicare Advantage. If you're looking at those, it seems part A and B is kind of a bare bones minimum. It may look cheaper, but uh, because there are no caps, it may be an overall more expensive plan. There's part A and B with a supplement. And and keep in mind, I'm saying part A and B. The supplements are usually plan A, plan B, plan, you know, that kind of thing. So the supplement, the, the Medicare Advantage would be, well, sorry, there's part A and B with a supplement. Those provide caps and, you know, more comprehensive coverage. And those would be more comparable to the Medicare Advantage plan. The Medicare Advantage plan is a self-standing one in of itself. Then real quick, the the supplements are private insurances. The Medicare Advantage is also private insurance. And those have caps as well. And you just kind of have to play the game where you're looking at what's the overall cost, not which one gives me the highest deductible or, or et cetera, et cetera, because they're, they're all in cost for that. Is that a, is that a, yeah, well, a sensible mm-hmm. kind of lineup? Yeah. Don't just compare plans based on premiums or which has the lowest deductible, but yeah, I'm trying to get a better sense of the total costs based on the amount of healthcare you use. It's just, if you tend to use less healthcare, Medicare Advantage could be cheaper. If you tend to use more healthcare, Original Medicare with a supplement could be cheaper overall because it's going to have but, the higher premiums but less out-of-pocket costs. But if you potentially have a chronic illness, there could be some niche Medicare mm-hmm. Advantage plans that are almost tailor-made for your situation. Right. Correct right. And that, statement? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is if you're a snowbird, which happens a lot. If you're one that moves around or you're going to visit the grandkids three, four months out of the year, you know, 500 miles away, et cetera. You may consider then the a, the part A and B plan with a strong supplement. Correct statement. Yeah, yeah and right. And, I mean, just with the caveat that these days there's more and more Medicare Advantage plans entering the market, and so now there are some plans that have a more national scope of coverage. 
but certainly a lot of plans are very limited in their geographic scope and would not be useful to somebody who who is in that snowbird situation. And and the and the 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 sort of enrollment period what you're what you're probably looking at on a yearly basis are the changes in formularies, the changes in drugs, the, the drug the prescription drugs that are available just to make sure that if your your prescriptions changes you're still in the optimal plan. That's where inertia mm-hmm. can take place mm-hmm. and you're you're kind of out of it. You're probably not going to change supplemental plans all too often because of no. you know the other mm-hmm. underwriting involved and, and, and so and, forth. But it's really more you're looking at it from the prescription side of things on a yearly basis, you yeah. know, the 80-20 rule. Is that a yeah, correct statement? Yeah, if you're in original Medicare with a supplement, you're probably not going to switch to Advantage at that point. You Just annually, you'd look at your Part D prescription drug coverage. If you're on Medicare Advantage every year, you can kind of shop around to see if you want to switch to a different Medicare Advantage plan, which would probably be the most likely scenario. You can also return to original Medicare, but once you're in Medicare Advantage, it might just be more a matter of, is there a different Medicare Advantage plan that would work better for me in the following year, either because it has that better prescription drug coverage or because the uh, the medical professionals, the, the list of who's in at work is changing, and I want to find a new Medicare Advantage plan that and, keeps my preferred providers in network. And you want to be careful with the, with the underwriting when you're making the switch back to the other. If, if you were trying to switch from Medicare Advantage to original Medicare, you would want to be careful with the underwriting and make sure you can get the supplement you're actually hoping to get. Yeah, yeah that's... okay. The case. There it is. So that's that's the best we can do <laughs> in in terms of uh, uh, chatting about this. But I, I think this gives that sort of level set that that frankly I, I I don't see it very often. What I see very often is like Joe Namath selling, you know, selling the 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 icing, if you will. Uh, what, what's what's up and coming in terms of changes? Yeah, yeah. Something just worth mentioning in this episode is with the Inflation Reduction Act that passed this summer, there's some big changes coming down the pipeline for prescription drug coverage. Uh, For anyone who tends to be a high user of prescription drugs, you know that at some point you enter that catastrophic phase of coverage once you're spending thousands of dollars on, on prescriptions. That catastrophic phase will be uh, the threshold for the entering the catastrophic phase will be phased out in 2024, and then even bigger in 2025, according to the Inflation Reduction Act, no Medicare enrollee will be required to pay more than two thousand dollars in out-of-pocket costs for covered prescription drugs per calendar year. That's huge for anyone who does tend to use a lot of prescriptions. I, I don't know how that's going to all play out because it's probably going to have to raise premiums and things for the Part D plans. But uh, it's huge to have a $2,000 cap on out-of-pocket costs. So that's And that will matter that, if you're in the Part A or B or the, the Medicare Advantage. Yeah, that's, that's going to apply for, well, Part A and Part B plus a Part D plan or Medicare Advantage plus a Part D plan, or Medicare Advantage that simply includes effectively Part <laughs> D within it. <laughs> yes. Like I said, it's an alphabet soup, but if you... It is. It's almost like you need swim lanes. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> and, and people say it, 
I explain things too complicated, but it's I'm not the one who makes all these Byzantine rules. <laughs> so no, I mean, to... <laughs> look, we're trying to, like I said, all, all we could do, all we can really achieve in this episode is really just laying it down in a manner that's what we think is understandable. I, I, I think we accomplished that. Uh, at least I hope we did. And uh, I think that's good, Wade. You got anything else for us? Yeah. No, no, that should do it for this wasn't the whole story arc on Medicare, because as we noted, there's a lot that goes into making your initial decisions and so forth. But hopefully this will just be a good refresher to uh, get out there and take a look at your options if you're already enrolled in Medicare. And again, it's that plan compare tool at Medicare.gov. That's a really valuable resource. And it, again, it can if you do tend to use prescription drugs and until this cap rolls in <laughs> in a couple of years, you could be saving thousands of dollars on your cost next year by just spending some time making sure you have the most effective Part D plan or the most effective Medicare Advantage plan if you do go that direction as well. Thank you with that. With that thank you, Wade. And thank you, everyone, for your time. We really appreciate uh, the listenership and, uh, and the support. Thank yep. you. Wade. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week, and we'll, we'll see you again next week. Wade and Alex are both principals in McLean Asset Management and Retirement Researcher. Both are SEC-registered investment advisors located in Tysons, Virginia. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational and educational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific securities. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor. All investing comes with risk, including risk of loss. Past performance does not guarantee future results.